The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. With seven, Dosumu, top of the key, driving, pull up from 15, it's good! He got it! With point five on the clock, and Io Dosumu has put Illinois ahead again! Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to tip-off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look, an in-depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, the flagship home for fighting Illini basketball. Dosumu against the man-to-man. Pass inside, Kofi. And the finish! He slams it in! Dribbles into the paint. Top balance shot blocked by Kofi Coburn. Out of there with it, Dosumu to the basket. Lay it up! Out top, Dosumu. Right wing, right corner, Frazier for the lead! And he barely from the deep right corner. Now from courtside at the State Farm Center on the campus of the University of Illinois, here's your host, Scott Beatty. It is a battle for first place for sole possession in the Big Ten. Welcome in, everybody, to Fighting Illini Game Day. Courtside at the State Farm Center. I'm Scott Beatty alongside Lauren Tate. The Illini tonight, ranked number 20 in the country, hosting the number nine Maryland Terrapins. Both are eight and three in Big Ten play. This is game number 12 of 20 in the regular season. Big Ten competition. The Illini lost their road contest against the Terrapins back in December, 59-58. They're looking to avenge that and start a new winning streak as well coming off their loss to Iowa on Sunday by a score of 72 to 65. The Maryland Terrapins are rolling right now as the number nine team in the country. They have won five games in a row. Most recently, their 56-51 win over Rutgers. Welcome in everybody and Lauren Tate. We were reminiscing about some of the bigger games that have had some big buildup in this building. Well, it's been a long time. It's It's been been 2013 since we've really had a big game with two ranked teams, but I do remember uh, everybody goes back to 2005, but 2006, the next year, I know that was a huge game against Michigan State when uh, early in the 2006 season. It was the opener of the Big Ten season, and Illinois, I think, was undefeated at that time and uh, won that game, and I know that sent, uh, sent Izzo home unhappy. That was, a, that was a really exciting one. There have been exciting games along the way, but naturally uh, this, is, this is bigger because first place is at risk. And it's noted that Maryland, a top 10 team right now in the rankings. Actually, the Illini have fared well against ranked opponents the last few times. Of course, the upset against Michigan State last year. And this year, earlier in the season, a win over Michigan when they were at the time ranked number five. That now looks like that may have been a little bit overblown, that ranking, but it was a top 10 team at the time. And Illinois won at Madison Square Garden last year, which was a big win for a bad team, a 12-win team for Illinois. But that was the game Jones hit 18 points, and Iowa had 20, and Felice 15, and they uh, they came from behind, by the way, to win that game. And, you know, they, they just had good games against uh, Maryland, but they haven't always won. I mean, this game this year still sticks in my craw because, you know, the, if you hold uh, you hold Maryland under 60 points at home, you ought to win, right? Yeah. And the Illinois defense, by the way, is averaging in the Big Ten is, is leading the Big Ten in defense. And that's a big step forward from last year because last year the defense used to drive me crazy. 
just gave up too many lands. And whatever you want to say about Kofi offensively, his his he's not a great defensive player on the post, but he's really effective when people come driving. It's hard to you know he he's he knocks the ball away a lot or he intimidates. And he's been a big factor both ways. And you need him in the game. 26 minutes against Iowa was not enough. We no. need him to play over 30, and we need him to, to avoid fouls so he can do that. And, of course, his counterpart, Jalen Smith from the Maryland Terrapins, having a fantastic year and having a fantastic stretch. He's averaging basically a double-double. That's why you want to work the ball to the post. When you start the game, you should get the ball to the post every time you come down, at least once. Let him touch it. Let him pass it back out. Let him fake and go, whatever. Make Smith play defense because if Smith gets in foul trouble, Maryland can't win without him or shouldn't win without him. We'll come back and we'll talk with Big Ten Network's Dave Revson, who is on the call, actually from Fox Sports 1, all part of the family of networks from Fox. He'll join us for a moment on his perspective on this. We also have the Coach's Corner later on. It's Fighting Illini Game Day from the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management voted number one in the People's Choice Awards. Stay with us. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty. We are courtside at the State Farm Center. Scott Beatty and Lauren Tate for the biggest ball game in this town in many years. Illinois and Maryland, a battle for first place. And the luck of the draw went to Dave Revson, who's on the play-by-play call tonight. Thanks, Dave, for stopping by here for a few minutes. Uh, I was thinking about this earlier. You cannot replicate this kind of atmosphere in college basketball. You know, there'll be bigger games come tournament time, but there'll be a neutral sites. Yeah, there'll be rabid fans, but a huge game with a home team atmosphere and first place on the line. Now, Scott, I've had a pretty good week because on Tuesday night I was in East Lansing for Penn State against Michigan State, which was the same thing, battle of ranked teams. So to do two games in a row where you got two ranked teams, first time in seven years here, a battle of ranked teams, which is hard to believe, I think, just given all the historic success of this program. But obviously everyone knows it's been a tough last seven years, but it is back. It's back in a huge way. And I just could not be more thrilled to be here tonight. Yeah, this is this is a historic night. And the expectation is for a close game. Who knows what will happen with all this. But last time out, Illinois at Maryland, a one-point loss. Illinois had them on the ropes, a 14-point lead. I think they're out for blood tonight. Yeah, that was uh, that was a tough one, no doubt, for the Illini. You guys don't need me to tell you that. Um, you know, it's really hard to win on the road, of course, in this league, as we've seen. And that was an opportunity to get one, although, as we know, Illinois won a few during the course of this season. And uh, I think, you know, that's part of the reason they're playing first place tonight is defend your home court, which they have done. They have yet to lose a conference home game and then go on the road and, and win a few. And they've done a tremendous job doing that. So... Yeah, I mean, uh, whether or not, you know, to me, whether there's added incentive there, Scott, you know, I don't know. I I didn't ask Brad Underwood that today, but I I just think that playing for for first place is everything you need, right? I don't know that you need any more incentive than that. What's your theory on on why the home court has been such an advantage in the league? Is it just the balance of the league? I think so, Lauren. Like, my take would be that if you have essentially 12 teams that are pretty close to one another, I do think we're starting to see a little separation Mm -hmm. here. 
But I feel like if you have 12 teams that are that close, you know, home court can be worth 10 points. I mean, it really can be. You know, great home court advantages like, like this one, I think, is becoming again. Even, you know, Rutgers, like that place, I was there, that place was up for grabs. I mean, they haven't lost a home game there this year. Yeah. So the home court means so much. We, I mean, look at Purdue, for goodness sake. I mean, to obliterate Iowa. How about this, guys? Purdue, and as you guys know, they've, they have won more Big Ten championships than any school in basketball, right, Purdue? So they've had some great teams through the years. Their three biggest wins over ranked teams in terms of the margin of victory have all come this year. Iowa, Michigan State, and Virginia, with all the great teams they've had. And this is a borderline NCAA tournament team. So that yeah. tells you what home court has meant this year. If you are trying to figure it out, it's a waste of time. It really is. <laughs> Just enjoy it, right? That's Lord, right. Why, That's right. Why try to make sense of it? Just have fun. Every <laughs> night. I mean, it's like, well, did you see tonight? Well, it was just like that last night. <laughs> Every night. All right, 10, 11, 12 teams is even talked about out there making the NCAA tournament. Obviously, we got to get through the games. I think still there's too much beaten up of each other, and I wonder if you can really get 10 in, but... It, it seems like every year we have this conversation. Wow, look how great well, the league Michigan is. Look beats, how, look. If Michigan beats Michigan State tomorrow night, that'll be another, you know, they're at the bottom. Michigan's, well, Michigan is, is the last team in. But look yeah, at, and, and Michigan would play on day one of the Big Ten tournament for today. I mean, and they were in the top five when they got knocked <laughs> off here, right? I mean, it's absurd. But all the, the for all the talk of parity, it really is parity this year. Yeah, I really think it is, Scott. I, I just think that you have well part of it is i don't think there are great teams we heard mike krzyzewski speak about that this yeah. week we've heard other coaches talk about it too i i think it's true we can all talk about the different reasons for it i think coach k hit on a few of them yeah some of the creme of the the cream of the crop has been skimmed off there, no absolutely yeah. so so I, i'm not convinced there are any great teams there are a lot of really good ones and i just think look i I, I think one of the things that's really interesting about this league, I would actually kind of say the same thing about football too, is I think most schools in this league have kind of figured out who they are right now. Like they're in a good spot in terms of maximizing who they can be. And certain schools have more built-in advantages than others. But I just think you'd be hard-pressed to find many fan bases who just don't like their coach or don't like the direction of the program, really in both sports. And this is what you get. I mean, you, you get a lot of balance. You get some really, really competitive games what's your take on Kofi at this point well I mean in what sense I mean I, well, I think, yeah he's still tall he's a freshman he's had a lot of double doubles yes. the last two games have been kind of shaky really right. he's had trouble catching the ball in some cases or holding on to it yep and yet uh, defensively he's a, I mean I, I see both sides and, and, I, and I remember he's a freshman I mean, I think this is going to be a challenge for him tonight. Sure. It was interesting. You know, Brad said to him in the shoot-around today, he said, remember, you are guarding the guy who is leading the Big Ten in three-point percentage in conference play, which, by the way, Jalen Smith is. Like, how ridiculous is He's that? He's got to run out of you him. you got to go out and get, yeah. get after him, right? Yeah. So so that becomes a challenge. Guarding he was slow getting the guards on some of those. No doubt. And, and look, everyone is. I mean, that guy's in unbelievable shape. He may be the best player in the country right now. Yeah. Jalen Smith's right there in that conversation. So I think it's going to be a defensive challenge no doubt for Kofi but overall what do I think of him I think it's been unreal I think they I mean you guys know better than I do you literally have a front row seat for every game but to me they have changed the way that they play as dramatically as any team that I've ever seen from one year to the next I think what they're doing on defense makes a ton of sense and it's premised around having a guy who can guard the rim a little bit and and that's what Kofi Coburn 
has done for them, and it's meant they haven't had to gamble on the perimeter, and they're not getting beaten for, for dunks. I mean, the difference in two-point field goal percentage by the opponents this year is staggering. They're just so much better on that end of the court. It's because you have a rim protector. This is one of those nights where, to me, I feel like, oh, yeah, we are privileged to just sit and take in something like this because we all started as sports fans, yes. and this is a night like that. It's made for it. So, Dave, enjoy the call. We'll appreciate I will. It. Thanks a lot, Scott. Thanks, Thanks Lauren. Dave. Always great to see you guys. Appreciate your time very much. We'll do our keys to the game in a moment here on Fighting Illini Game Day. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Here again, Scott Beatty. A highly anticipated basketball game. Who knew it'd be a pair of ranked teams battling for first place when this was put on the schedule. Illinois and Maryland tonight. Scott Beatty and Lauren Tate with you. Plenty of coverage here carrying you till the top of the 7 o'clock hour. Brian Barnhart and Deion Thomas have the call tonight. The coach's corner with Stephen Gentry in just a few minutes, but time now to drill in to our keys to the game. They're brought to you by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign. The unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert steers you in the right direction. A whole team of them takes you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Well, there's a lot of different angles you can look at here, Lauren. You've got Kofi versus Jalen Smith. You've got the guards versus Anthony Cowan. You've got the home court factor. Whoop, and, and then I turned you on your mic. That's a key to this key. <laughs> well, the home court factor is there, and, and, and that's that's uh, settled. Uh, what isn't settled is how this thing between Kofi and Smith is going to work out because Jalen Smith is a shot blocker, and the risk of taking the ball inside is that he might block Kofi's shot or, or throw him off a little bit. Kofi needs to get in tight to score, but if you don't go inside, you don't get him in trouble. So I say you got to go. you got to go inside early, see if you can get him in any foul trouble, and, and keep punching it in there. And Kofi's got a, he's got a big assignment today because he's got to guard him all over the court. He's got to guard Smith on that three. He, the Smith shoots that three-point shot like it's a free throw. Yep. He's, he's, I think, a future pro for sure. And on the flip side, I've wondered – if a key tonight might be Georgie Bishanishvili on the offensive side, there might be a window there as Jalen Smith and Kofi Coburn try to neutralize each other. Illinois, I think, has a potential extra threat there. Well, Georgie's got a, probably going to get about 15 minutes on the court at center because I'm assuming that Kofi won't play more than, what do you think, 25, 25 yeah. to 28. He played 26 against Iowa, although he'll play more <laughs> if he can stay out of foul trouble, I hope. And by the way, Brad Underwood... Doubled down at yeah with two fouls in the first half. As long as it's the opportunity is there, I'm going to sit the player. I know it. He, that, that's his theory, and that's his theory. Yeah, and he's not alone in that. You no, know, he's not. He's alone. not outlandish. But I just don't understand why uh, why you wouldn't play a guy at least some. I mean, why? What is so magical about the 20 minute mark? You know, I mean, <laughs> is it any different with 22 minutes to go or 18 minutes to go? I mean, what's it? I don't know. All right, Lauren, enjoy a good All one right. tonight. Mm -hmm. And we'll do the coach's corner in a moment. Brian Barnhart talks with Stephen Gentry fighting a line on game day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues. It's a battle for first place tonight between Illinois and Maryland at the State Farm Center. It's time for the coach's corner. It's brought to you by Clark Lindsay and Hickory Point Bank. The scout tonight belongs to assistant coach Stephen Gentry. Standing by with him is Illini voice, Brian Barnhart. Here we go again with Maryland. It was a great ball game last time. 
Yeah, it was. It was a heck of a game. Um, obviously, kicking off Big Ten play really early. Um, the game was exactly two months ago, and I think both teams have, have, have changed um, dramatically, schematically. But, but yes, two very competitive and, and hard-playing teams. Yeah, it, it's interesting, too, because we, you know, I, I listened in on when you guys were discussing the game plan and how to beat Maryland. And I thought in the game out there, you did everything basically you needed to do. We just kind of quit scoring at the very end. Yeah, we um, we changed our uh, our ball screen coverage completely um, for for that game alone, and then had since then replicated that um, uh, the, the, in the games following that. But um, yeah, kind of a different challenge because they are playing differently. They're, you know, they're playing a little bit more five out um, and popping Jalen Smith um, much much more. So we'll have to uh, to adjust and um, change our ball screen coverage. Yeah, now. and there's always Anthony Cowan. He's a regular presence. Yeah, I mean, he's been around the, around the block. I mean, he's had a heck of a career there and, and ranks up there in some of their all-time uh, um, leading things. But um, heck of a competitor, and um, he's a big play guy. I mean, not just in our game, but um, late in the game, the ball is going to be in his hands, and he has a great ability to get to the free throw line and um, and win games for them. Yeah, we saw that the, the last time, and I don't know how you defend a 30, 35-foot shot, but he, to his credit, he threw one in uh, and made it. Yeah, it was just a heck of a player making a, making a play, and that's what you expect from your seniors and, and best players. And, yeah, he just made a great, great individual play. We had actually defended the play. I think they wanted to run uh, perfectly, and, uh, yeah, they were just scrambling. He threw a long one up. We talked about this Monday night, but uh, you used to work with Coach Mark Turgeon, uh, so I know you know kind of how he operates day to day. Yeah, we spent uh, four really good years together at Texas A&M with the four straight NCAA tournaments, and um, – been a great mentor to me a great friend of mine and um yeah i learned a lot uh coaching with him when we were together at texas a&m you guys are all chiefs fans too we got a lot of chiefs fans coaching this game tonight yeah there's a big kansas connection tonight <laughs> you know you know brad and, and turge go way back having played against each other at k-state and kansas and then um you know coach turgeon and i working together at a&m and our families are really close and uh yeah so inevitably you got a bunch of kansas kansas guys they're, they're pulling for the chiefs of course so is there any tape out there of Brad and, and Mark against each other somewhere in the on the YouTube somewhere? Oh, man, oh, I don't, it might be an old, old, uh, what they call it back in the day, yeah. running before even VHSs. Uh, but uh, no, they're good friends, and then you know they were together in the in, in the Big Twelve uh, together as coaches, and, uh, and I know they're close and have a lot of respect for each other. Well, uh, let's talk about you mentioned the changes that Maryland uh, has undergone. Is that? I know teams change throughout the year, but is this a drastic change or something that they've done? Um, I mean, I'd say it's pretty drastic. I mean, following the game against Iowa six games ago, um, just made a lot of, of offensive changes, um, new set plays, um, and just kind of revamped their offense, but also just kind of more of an emphasis on shooting more threes um, and spreading you out to then get to the free throw line. And if you look at them right now, I mean, like 46% of their shots in Big Ten play have been threes. Um, they're second in the Big Ten in free throw rate. Um, but even just their, their set plays and what they're doing on the offensive end um, looks different. We'll take a break. Back with more here on the Coach's Corner with Coach Stephen Gentry. Illinois basketball here tonight as we continue with assistant coach Stephen Gentry. He's got the scout for the Maryland Terrapins, Illinois and Maryland battling here tonight for the lead in the Big Ten. Still a long way to go, but I guess in a game like this, you're, you're focused on working hard and outworking the other team on both ends of the floor, but also want to have fun too. So there's kind of a good combination here, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, there are, our guys have worked extremely hard to play in environments like this. And, um, 
you know, that's what coach told him here after shoot around. Hey, two things about tonight, play hard and have fun. And uh, everything else will kind of take care of itself. But also when you play hard, you do have fun, you know? And um, yeah, that was just kind of a short and, and sweet message from, from coach Underwood. And yeah, of course we want uh, our guys to, to let loose and, uh, and, and enjoy the environment they're about to play in. All right, let's talk some other personnel. We've mentioned uh, Sticks, as they call him. Is that a nickname he's had a long time, or do we know? Uh, I think so, yeah. As long as uh, I've been around and heard of him, that's been his nickname. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think maybe just because of his skinny legs there. But, uh, yeah, no, he's uh, he's a big part of what they're doing. I mean, he's as productive as uh, any player in the Big Ten right now, averaging 18 and 10, shooting it extremely well, shooting over 50% uh, from three in Big Ten play. So, yeah, he's playing at a, at a high, high level right now, and, he, and he's sneakily, you know, rebounding it really well. He's getting over three offensive rebounds um, a game, so he's he's doing a lot for me. He's blocking shots too, and yeah, I mean, he had a career high and uh, and block shots uh, last game. So he's he's checking a lot of boxes for them right now. Morcel strikes me as a guy that's kind of a glue guy. Does a little bit of everything for them. Yeah, he's their utility glue guy, energy guy, whatever you want to call him. And yeah, I mean, he really impacts the game, and he's an incredible driver cutter offensive rebounder and he makes a lot of those just 50 50 ball winning plays and uh, i think they certainly you know feed off of his energy you mentioned their change offensively anything different defensively that they're doing uh they changed their ball string coverages up since when we last played them um where they're dropping their big man um against whoever's setting the ball screen so we'll have a we'll have a plan there and a way to attack that they're not zoning as much um, as they were. Um, when we first played them, I think they only played four possessions of going zone against us anyways. We're prepared for that as well. But um, no, it's it's more and more of the same. Um, you know, defensively, it's mainly just the, the offensive changes. Yeah. And the pace of play about the same or a little different? No, I mean, that's been one of the other bigger changes is, you know, I think the first time we played them, they were like 63rd in the country <clears throat> in tempo, and now they're like 231st. So. You know, Cowan and Morcel will still pick their spots to, to run, um, especially off steals. But um, after that, they're walking it up. They're getting a call from a whiteboard and uh, executing that set. All right. Any other uh, statistical keys you're looking at for this game specifically, just based on the matchup between the two? Yeah, I mean, we, we obviously have to limit their threes just because that's a, a big emphasis of, of what they're trying to do. But, uh, I mean, I think probably the two stats to keep an eye on are, are going to be free throws, um, who can get there the most, who can who can finish them, and then uh, turnovers and rebounding. All right. Should be a fun night. Thanks, Coach. Good luck. Yep, thanks. That's assistant coach Stephen Gentry, and this has been the Coach's Corner. Thanks, Brian. And the Coach's Corner is brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Clark Lindsay. And I'm Scott Beatty. There is plenty more coming from the State Farm Center in just a moment. Illinois and Maryland tipping in about an hour. I'm back with you along with Evan Kahn for the Fasteners Etc. postgame show after the ball game. We'll take your calls and texts about this big game. It's all here on News Talk 1400, WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana.